Yeah, we went on a little small hiatus there, but we are back. It's Asian Boxing, the podcast with Scott and Colin. It was my fault. It was my fault. Yeah, I was I was gone for a while, but uh, Scott, he's always ready. He's always ready to do the podcast. How you doing, Scott? I'm not doing too badly. I mean, I've got such bad flu. I don't know where it's come from. It's just come on me in the last couple of hours. No, Scott. What? I mean, you have work tomorrow, and and you know you got to get that done. You have to go to work, man. Is everything okay? I'm dying. I'm just gonna lie in bed all day tomorrow. <coughs> oh no! And you called your boss already? Of course, of course. I'm dying. Gotta give the heads up that I'm dead. Okay, but I, you're still gonna be okay at twelve, right? Tomorrow, twelve British time. You're still gonna be okay. Yeah, yeah, we could by then. All right. Well, that's good because I mean, there. I, I heard. I've just heard. I don't know. It's been buzzing around Twitter, around news that uh, box the boxing world that there's some big fight tomorrow at uh, twelve o'clock. So make sure you're better by then. I'll make sure to drink all the medicine. Wrap it warm with a hot water bowl. Okay. Well, that's good. You're going to be ready for it. We're going to talk about that fight coming up in just a moment. I, I think you know what it is. Um, but we'll, let's touch on a couple of other uh, fights that we missed. Remember, it's AsianBoxing.info to get uh, all the news. All the news. And to maybe send Scott some money because he's sick. Um, <laughs> uh, so last week... On the Canelo Alvarez card, which, boy, was that a snoozer and just a mistake by DAZN, everything that they did on that card. Uh, we got to see a couple of fighters just get uh, dusted. Um, actually, we got to see one especially get dusted. His name was Romero Duno, and a lot of people thought, okay, maybe he could give Ryan Garcia some type of trouble, but, Scott, that was not the case. No, I completely expected Duno to give Garcia hell. Um do you know, to me, he's a big puncher. He might be limited, but he's a big puncher. He's a tough guy. And Man, Garcia, what's happened to him in the last year? Garcia's gone from struggling against the likes of Carlos Morales to destroying, do you know, uh, destroying Jose Lopez, destroying Braulio Rodriguez. It may be Mexican meat, um, but Garcia looks like an absolute class prospect all of a sudden. And he's no longer just that pretty boy fighter, but proper flash quick combinations a lot of skill the zone should be promoting him as one of the stars and he looks absolutely sensational they have two pretty solid lightweights with with garcia and haney that they're probably gonna tangle a couple times before their careers are all said and done but i think him being added into the canelo camp kind of being taken out uh, of his father's um, sight for for a little bit. I know, you know, sometimes the father-son relationship works, but I think for Garcia, it's just better to have a trainer that you're not related to. He looked amazing, and Duno looked lost. Yeah, Duno had no idea what hit him. He looked, he looked like he was almost hit by shadows. He had no idea where the shots were coming from and couldn't avoid them. As good as Duno's looked at times, he... He looked levels below Garcia. I didn't think I was going to be saying that a week ago. That's right. That's what happens when, you, uh, when you're when you an Instagram sensation. You start hitting harder. I think Garcia has gotten just maybe slightly a bad rap by the hardcore back boxing fans because of that. Because, you know, he's the new Oscar de la Hoya. All the girls like him. He has all these fans on social media. But kid can box. 
Yeah, I think to be fair, about a year ago, people were questioning what he's really like. He had uh, a win over Velez and a win over Carlos Morales, and it's kind of, well, the guy can box, but is he really the superstar in the making? Is he really more than a pretty first? But man, three really, really great performances. The kid's for real, and he's going to be in the mix for years to come. I'm not sure whether him or Haney is going to be the big star, but I think both being much better than Teofimo Lopez going forward. I, I would not mind watching all three of them scrap it out in the lightweight division. Speaking of Teofimo Lopez, his network, let's cross the street um, as they do in boxing. Actually, as they don't do in boxing, but let's go to, over to top rank on that same night in Carson, California on the undercard of Berchelt Sosa. We got to see Okada get back in the ring in the United States. And unfortunately for Okada, it was not pretty. It was not pretty. It was it was just ugly. It was a car crash. Okada went from being one of the more interesting Japanese fighters a, a year, year and a half ago. Yeah, he looked done. He looked like he was completely broken when he faced Molina. It looked like Beltran had beaten the fight out of him uh, back in February and Molina's not a puncher, and yet even he absolutely decimated Okada, who perhaps perhaps needs to think about either a move up in weight where he may have a little bit more sturdy sort of punch resilience or retirement. He, uh, he looked terrible. I think the question is, did Beltron really take that much out of him? Because in that Beltron fight, it was competitive. It was back and forth. I think Okada, before he got knocked out, might have been up on the cards and you were thinking okay I mean he's hanging in there with a former world champ but this this looked very far from that it, it looked like Molina was classes above Okada yeah and Molina he's a talented guy but let's be honest I don't think anyone was expecting an early win for Molina Molina's a fantastic talent he's very skilled he reached the Olympics and you know there's definitely skills there but that's the first time he's got an opening round win in over six years. It's the first time he's got an opening round win against a guy with a winning record. Okada, probably done. Well, let's stay on the Saturday theme, but let's go to Tokyo. And we don't have to cross streets for this. We actually have to get on a boat and uh, sail the ocean. Hironobu Matsunaga versus Koki Koshikawa in a Japanese super welterweight title bout. What did this fight look like, Scott? This looked really good on paper. It was um, one of those bouts that seemed to make sense. Koshikawa was a former amateur standout. He was very talented. He was promoted by former world champion Celeste Kobayashi. Matsunaga, on the other hand, had gone nine bouts unbeaten since losing to Yuki Beppu in a Japanese Rookie of the Year bout. Matsunaga had been on a great run, but Koshikawa was a younger guy, the bigger guy there. The more naturally gifted guy. And Koshikawa came out like a steam train. He was trying to hammer Matsunaga from the opening bell. Matsunaga finally turned it around, bust Koshikawa open, but this is just three and a half rounds of non-stop action. It's fantastic. Uh, Matsunaga will now defend the Japanese title next year against Yuto Shimitsu, who won on the same card. So it's it was a great win for Matsunaga. It also showed a bit of a narrative in the card with the main event and the core feature about both linking together. The winners of the two would face off next year. 
Let's see more of that. Let's see more shows actually having a bloody narrative. It makes it easier. It's almost like you're watching the World Boxing Super Series. Both guys, if they win, they're going to fight each other. It means that fans are going to follow more than one battle. It means they're there to actually follow something linking together. And again, we spoke about tournaments on this show and how tournaments are fantastic. They let you follow a story. Let's have more bouts where you have an eliminator and a title bout on the same show, please. Speaking of tournaments, Scott, it, it actually sounds like you've gotten better over just over the, the course of these like 10 minutes that we've been talking. <coughs> I'm still dying. <coughs> oh, I, never mind. I didn't hear that cough. That cough is a little rough. Uh, but speaking of tournaments, there is a championship tomorrow, and we want to talk about it. We want to get you ready. It'd be the appetizer for this mouth-watering fight as Naoya Inoue goes up against Nonito Donaire, the young monster against the future Hall of Famer, the legend. Scott, it's going to be a good one. Unifying titles, sold-out Super Arena in Saitama, also for the Ring Magazine belt. This is everything a boxing fan could ask for. Yeah, what is actually on the line here? There's the Ring Magazine title, the WBA Unified Super Titles, the IBF title, the WBC Diamond title, um, and the Muhammad Ali Trophy. Who's got a trophy cabinet big enough to carry all these uh, come tomorrow night? Yeah, I, I think you're going to need, like, they're going to need some helpers, right? It, whoever wins is going to need a couple of other guys to come and help them carry their trophies. Yeah, I believe that Donaire's um, team that traveled over with him were 11 strong, so maybe he's come over there with plenty of people to take trophies back home with him. As he knew, he's obviously got a, a shorter trip from Saitama to Kanagawa. Man, the silverware on here. You're going to melt all that down and lots of money because, let's be honest, the belts are worthless. Not a big fan of the belts. Uh, I do. I, I put a lot more actually in the, in the ring magazine belt i think that's a pretty important belt because i think they do a good job of kind of um seeing who's the best of the best and if you get that belt i mean you you're probably the best in the division yeah, and the, the muhammad ali trophy obviously is a, a gorgeous trophy back to the belt itself it's a legend versus a future legend it's icon versus Rising icon. It's superstar versus superstar. It's pretty much everything I guess we could have hoped for from the Dewey BSS. Especially when you consider that Tete and Burnett's injuries have caused issues. And I think this is probably the dream final. I think this is better than Inuit versus Tete would have been. I thought Tete looked terrible in his first fight in the tournament. So to see Donaire essentially get a bye with the Stephen Young fight, yeah, why not? Donaire's obviously still a big puncher, big, powerful left hook, and Inouye's got to keep an eye on that, but I think that's probably the only advantage Donaire has is that left hook. Where does this rank all-time Asian versus Asian bout? It's up there with the all-time grits, and it's up there with Tatsuyoshi versus Yasuji. It's up there with uh, Pone King Pech versus... Fighting Harada and King Pech versus, oh man, all <laughs> yeah, Ebihara is up there with the all-time great Asian belts. Your Sun Kung Moons versus Kyoko Galaxies. Yeah, it's up there in the top five or six. It's possibly in the top ten all-time belts in Asia. And when you think Tyson versus Douglas is up there, then you kind of have it 
not far off that sort of level. This is huge. Yeah, when you think about Hall of Famers, Donaire's in, and for all intents and purposes, if Inouye continues the run he's on, he's in. So two future Hall of Famers, both from the East, and with a lot on the line. I mean, this is not just about where, you know, it's an exhibition. Uh, you're just going to see them get in the ring. No, there is a lot on the line for both of their legacies, really. Because Donaire is turning back the clock. And a lot of people are saying maybe he has one more in him. And for Inoue, he's quickly rising. And not only in Asia, but on a world level. I mean, people are realizing the monster is the real deal. Yeah, for Dana, a win here is going to be the icing on the top. A nice big slab of icing on the top of his career, which has been... It's hard to really show in a stitch how big and how influential Dana's career has been. It has been absolutely fantastic. It's over a decade ago that he beat Victor Chinian. You go through his his resume, it's literally big name after big name after big name after big name. Maybe not all of them were prime. Maybe some of them were slightly fitter out their best weight divisions, but hell of a career. Anywhere is still perhaps looking for that real breakout win in the West. He's he's the one who's known by boxing fans, but the casual fans, maybe not quite. A win of a guy like Denaire at this stage is going to get people talking. It's going to get American fans and British fans a bit more excited and open up big, big doors from down the line. Donaire really, especially for the lower weight classes, obviously Pacquiao did it, but then Pacquiao kind of moved on and moved up into the more traditional weight classes uh, with the welterweight where fans really are going to recognize him. But Donaire stayed pretty low, but he brought attention to those lower weight classes uh, when you go back to his fights on HBO against Darchinian and Montiel and Arce. And, you know, here in the States... People know who he is. I mean, he he came from the Philippines to San Francisco, so he is kind of, he is an American. And uh, also, he just knocked guys out, so people love that. It was the way he was knocking guys out as well. The knockout over Montiel, for example, that's just brutal. That's something that's been replayed time and time again. Whilst he perhaps didn't shine against guys like Omar Navarez and Wilfredo Vazquez, there's enough highlights there um, for- for people who just show highlight videos of Donaire's knockouts. He's been in some fantastic fights, some great events. He's a name that the non-boxing fans, but those with a mild interest in sport, have heard of without necessarily being fully aware of how good he was. Now, also on this card, and I think we'll get back to Donaire and Noe just to give our predictions, but also on this card, you have Inoue's brother, Takuma. Going up against Nordino Bali for the WBC Bantamweight title. You could have brothers winning titles together. What do you make of this fight, Scott? I think this is a much a much more competitive and potentially a better bout than the main event. Um, Takuma isn't his, bro- isn't his brother's sort of clone. Takuma is the exact opposite of Noya. Uh, Takuma is a boxer mover. He's quick. He's sharp. He uh, is very light punching, but very smart fighter. Very good counter puncher. Um, Ubali, on the other hand, Ubali is the bigger puncher. He's the older man. He's the guy fighting in Asia for the first time, except for his bout in Kazakhstan. But it's first you know, Southeast Asia for the first time. 
very talented, very good amateur. Um, we've got two very skilled boxers there. We've got a, a guy with more power versus the younger, faster guy. And those sorts of belts are always really entertaining to see which, which guy can actually take the advantage, can grab the belt, and yeah, it's a hard call. Um, will Obali's pressure eventually get to Inua, or will Inua's energy and youth be too much for Obali? Fantastic matchup. Now, would this be history? Has have brothers ever won titles on the same night together? They certainly have. I think the Chalos did it a couple of years ago. But yeah, it's, it's certainly not a common thing, especially the same weight class as well. But for them to have three of the four main titles in one division is incredibly rare. Do they ever fight each other? <laughs> <laughs> They're not the Aguchi brothers. No, the Inuyas won't fight. Uh, firstly, Japanese gym rules wouldn't allow it unless one of them transferred out of the Ohashi gym, but they both spar with the same guys. They're both very close, very good brothers. They both uh, share a trainer in their father, Shingo. So no, they wouldn't fight, but it's certainly interesting to see how they are going to potentially dominate the division and what's going to happen after tomorrow in regards to uh, perhaps Lewis Neri getting in the mix or there's Lani Tete, John Yel Casemiro winner we can up with both brothers being unified champions potentially by the end of next year I kind of want Naoya Noe and Luis Neri just to get in and rumble I think that would be fight of the year hands down because both those guys can swing and for Naoya getting some revenge for the other Bantamweight legend, Shinsuke Yamanaka, would be sweet. That WBC Bantamweight title and Japan, man, there's been Yamanaka, there's been Hasegawa, there's been Tatsuyoshi. It's no wonder Takuma knew it wants it. It's one of those titles that is intrinsically linked to Japan, and you can see why Inoue wants that belt so much more than the WBO belt. There are some young prospects, one in particular on this fight card, uh, Iwata, I think he is well on his way to becoming kind of a a star in his own right. Shokichi Iwata, yeah, he is he's phenomenal. He uh, he made his debut in the U.S. last year. He has picked up some good wins in Japan already since getting his Japanese license. The real talking point though with him is his amateur pedigree. He actually beat Takuma Inoue and. Kose Tanaka in the same amateur tournament. So this kid is special. Finally, Scott, we have to give predictions on this Donaire Inoue fight, this legendary bout between two Asians, one a rising legend and another a Hall of Famer, future Hall of Famer. Who do you think will be the winner and when? Um, for the Donaire knew about I'm going with Inoue in round four or five. Donaire, despite being on the slide, is still incredibly tough. And I think I'll probably a body shot that takes him out. I think he'll uh, he'll have been in the bout competitive for the first few rounds. But I think the body shots will take him out eventually. I was actually going to go with uh, TKO sixth round. But um, that's more of a Naoya Inoue, you know, being respectful. Not trying to embarrass the legend. Uh, I, you know, there's been a lot of talk 
about Nonito and, and, you know, with his resurgence, but with the way that Inoue has looked in his past couple bouts, he, he looks like the most dominant guy on the planet, pound for pound. I don't care uh, who who you're talking about. The last three bouts have been absolutely dominant. I don't think he's lost a minute of any of his last three bouts combined. Uh, the big question, perhaps, is whether or not he can stop Donner quickly, stop Connor, who, again, is was at least a very tough tough guy and I think the one minute into round six mark that he's up Conan's probably gonna be the target again here. It's the Asian Boxing Podcast. Asianboxing.info Scott and Colin, we are excited for this. We are a couple hours away from this fight. Scott actually um has the day off, so that's gonna be good. He's gonna be able to watch it. <coughs> yeah, I have the day off now. <coughs> that's amazing. You should do acting, Scott. Like the that cough is perfect. I deserve an Oscar for keeping this up right through the podcast, I. Yes, yeah. You, I mean, you sounded during the podcast. You're nice and clear, but with the cough too, it's impressive. Acting well, uh, I'm trying to put away the fact I'm dying just to just to make it through. Well, thank you. We appreciate it. I know the fans appreciate it. It's the Asian Boxing Podcast. Have fun watching the fights. And um, enjoy it because it is going to be a doozy. We'll talk to you next week.